Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harbison looking back at day one of the third test match between Pakistan and England. And we have got plenty to discuss today here on the following on podcast. OK, well, if you're joining us, you know by now that um, Pakistan won the toss, four changes again, and uh, they've been bowled out, 304 before uh, then uh, nipping out one England wicket just before stumps. England ending the day, seven for one. A memorable one for many, many different reasons. Uh, Pakistan had some individual successes. 45 for Azhar Ali in his uh, final test match. 78 for Babar Azam. Even uh, Salman Aga weighed in with 56. But nobody could go on and really take advantage of a good toss to win and a pitch which, whilst offering some turn, it wasn't a bowled out on day one type of affair. But uh, the day itself, I suppose, will be remembered for uh, the debut of English's uh, new son, really. The youngest man to ever play for England, uh, Rayan Ahmed, aged 18 years and 126 days. And he weighed in with two wickets and his dad was there and it was all good. Jack Leach uh, was expensive, but nipped out four wickets in the end. Joe Root took a wicket with an absolute pie. And uh, Mark Wood bowled well. Ollie Robinson only bowled eight overs. He was clearly suffering, but he may have picked up the uh, the key wicket with the wicket of Azar Ali, last ball of the morning session. Now, when England came out to bat, they only had to bat for what? Uh, how many overs? Three. Uh, Zach Crawley uh, was dismissed inside the first five deliveries. Uh, it was uh, uh, Pakistan's uh, Ahmed, Abra Ahmed, picked up where he left off in Multan with another wicket in his first over. Of an innings, that's three for three for him. Anyway, going to come back tomorrow. Game is uh, afoot. Lots to discuss here on the Following Up Podcast. Myself and Steve Harbison. Story of the day. Okay, Harvey, first off, um, well, let's just talk about Ryan Ahmed because loads to talk about today. But, you know, that's that's something special, eh? 18 years, 126 days. His dad's there. 
Uh, and I thought, what a lovely touch by the England man. They they do so much right, mm. don't they, at the moment? Inviting his dad into the huddle to be part of the cap presentation ceremony uh, just really set the day up. It did. It was fantastic. It was great to see as well. NASA giving his giving him his cap. NASA gave me my cap. It was a little bit different. He threw mine at me and he threw keys at him as he walked past us to just say, well done, Kent, well done, Durham. But this time, it's a lot different. And you're right, it is. It's it's fantastic to see the way they bring, they try and bring a, a human element into what it means to play for England. Go back to your childhood. Remember when I, I got a chance to go into that huddle to give Matt Potts his and Talks about what it's like to be a kid wanting to play cricket for England and wanting one of these caps. Well, the person that's seen you the most trying to play for England is your parents, um, and the, you know that the, everything they go through, the lifts and making sure that you're there on time, and the kit they have to pay for, and yeah, the, the everything they give you the chance to sort of fulfil your dream of playing for England. To have your parent inside the the, the sort of circle is. Is yeah another well done and a feather in the cap for the the, the regime of of the of the ECB that's that's going around at them this minute in time, and the boy didn't disappoint. Um, you know, I was always expecting him to come on in the first first hour because Ben wants to sort of try and get people into the game. Um, he couldn't ask, he couldn't have come on at a worse time for himself. To be fair, nineteen year old, you know. Pitch that's not doing a great deal. No real spin. Bavarazam's in. Azarali's playing his 97th test match. We are ridiculously experienced player. He's in. Um, and your sort of baptism of the first four or five overs, you could see he was a little bit nervous. But as the day went on, I thought he was fantastic. I really did. He gave it a chance to spin. His googly was excellent. Um, and I think the boys got a bright... I think we've always known that the boys got a bright future. I think it was just when and how that you fulfil, you know, getting them into the team, and that for me is was was very very good by England. I thought Ben Stokes managed them very very well in the second session. I thought he had to keep his fielders up in the first session, which didn't give him a great deal of protection because obviously he's trying to trying to get you know the big wicket of, of, of Azar Ali and, and Babar Azam. But I thought as the game went on, the second session, and he got used to his bowling to his fields. Then give him a little bit more protection than he would he give Jack Leach, um, and I think you've seen and you've seen the young man really calm down, um, and 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 all the tricks that he's got, both you know leg spin and the googly came out as well as a top spinner and the wicket that he got first up was was an absolute peach and it had not much saying that for the first for the wicket itself it was the ball before the ball before yeah unbelievable you could skill see his set confidence. You can see his confidence immediately. Like suddenly, his chest stuck out, his shoulders went back. Just that one, he beat the bat with it with a googly, and and it was the next ball. You're right, that was the one that got rid of uh, Shaquille. The funny, the but the, the good thing about it, I don't know if you noticed it watching it. I've been up since half uh, four this morning. I couldn't sleep, so I, I got up right from the start. I normally don't get up for the very first ball, but I've watched it. I mean, for me, that's saying something. I've watched the whole day. Um, more on, more for watching young Riyad Ahmed go about his stuff. I think if England had won the toss and batted first, I probably would have gone back to sleep. But I wanted to watch the kids, how he goes in his debut. And I don't know about you, he was talking to himself all the time. It was great. He was, he was. In, I don't know if he was encouraging himself. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure he gets interviewed after afterwards by by the TV. But 
every time the camera went on him, he was having a good conversation with himself. So whether he was had a bad over, he was giving himself a ticking off or he had a good over, encouraging and saying, well, bold young man, I don't know. But he was constantly talking to himself, whether he was singing his favourite song, I don't know. He was keeping himself amused, I know that. But the beauty legs there, googly, that just, just gripped in turn, put enough doubt in Shaquille's mind for the one that you know, just carried on with the angle. And I thought it was a fantastic catch by Ollie Pope, who, again, had another good day at short leg. So all in all, you know what? Really, John, if you're asking me where this day is at, I'm not so sure. I'm really not. I know a lot of people on the commentary are saying, it's a good day for England. England have bowled them out for 300. Yes, England didn't want to back tonight. They really didn't want to back tonight. But the way England play, the way they go about their business and the positivity, there's always going to be a result because, look, they've got 280 and 40, 45, 50 overs the other day. So it'll be interesting to see how England go about this because there's a little bit more spin on offer. But when they look at that score, I think that's a, it's a, it's a below par score but the timing of the whip, the timing of the the England, Pakistan being all out, I think just brought the game but a little bit closer to them um, because of the, the the way they got Zach Crawley out tonight. Also, they scored quite quickly, didn't they? They didn't allow themselves to get bogged down today. No, uh, which I think is you know they've obviously picked up that from England. They realise that's the best way of going about it. You know, two hundred thirty-seven for seven. They would have taken 304 all out. Mm. And then because they scored quickly, it just gave them those three overs at the end, didn't it? So, yeah, I totally agree. I think this one is quite a... So I think this is going to be an interesting game, actually. What did you make of England's team selection? I thought it was... I thought it was... I thought it was a good team, first and foremost, if... This is my only thing when you pick the team so far in advance. If Ben Stokes is not going to bowl... Which doesn't seem as though he he's going to bowl after tea, but he doesn't. He seems to be reluctant. So whether that the knee is playing him up, well, was I know. I just stop you there. I stop you there briefly. Did you hear NASA saying that during the uh, Multan test he didn't train at all? He didn't bowl at all no. in warm up, but he yeah. did. He had a long bowl yesterday, so mm. there was an indication that actually he is fit to bowl. But uh, yeah, the fact that he didn't again, yeah, do you know what I mean? But. But but when you look at the team, if I, I don't mind this team, I think this is a if you're looking at a if you're looking at going to subcontinent conditions, you want two, probably two frontline spinners, ideally of different different types and different qualities, and three seam options. And if you've got a if you've got another bowler, which England have got in Joe Root, fantastic. Now you pick the team so far in advance. You look at someone like Ollie Robinson. Could Jamie have Overton have played? Uh, and I, I'm not going to criticise England for the team selection that they have, but it was clear to see Ollie Robinson walked off after five overs in a test match with a with an upset stomach. Now, yeah, if he's not very well, it's two nil. Why couldn't why why didn't Overton why didn't Overton play? Um, I thought Mark Wood again does what Mark Wood does. He ran in and, and tried his tried his heart out, um, and probably Overton would have been more suited on this surface than 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 possibly Ollie Robinson. Um but I think when you look at it in the balance of the side, I think you've got a frontline spin bowler who in Jack Leach, who I would want a little bit more control on. Again, I know it's the first day of a test match, but he's bowled 30 overs for 140. 
You know, you don't I don't feel as though I was getting too much control. You're two maidens out of thirty one overs. Um yes, he got four wickets. He bowled all right, but I'd want a little bit more control off of Jack. And you want you want your your mystery spinner and your your legs spinning and get in and you you've got to give him a chance. He's nineteen year old. So from that point of view, from a selection point of view, I don't have a problem with the, the balance of the side that was picked. The only issue I had was if one of your fast bowlers is ill and he's going to walk off at the five overs, should he have been playing at the start? And if you pick, even if you pick the team so far in advance, you surely you can change it last minute, especially when you didn't need to pick him because you're winning two nil. Overton could have played, and we could have had a good look at Jamie Overton in a test match situation away from home. Because do you know what, John? All our question marks, all our question marks about our bowling attack are away from home. We've got no question marks at home. Even Jimmy Anderson, 40-year-old, Stuart Broad, 36-year-old, will take 20 wickets. Chris Wokes, who struggles abroad, will take wickets at home. We can bowl teams out at home. Our biggest concern has been bowling teams out away from home. We've got a formula and we've got a plan because we're 2-0 up in this series. But one of the big options was another quick bowler. Have we got any quick bowling stock? We've got a quick bowler on offer there. It might have been a chance. Unfortunately for... You know, from a, from Ollie's point of view, if he was poorly, that you could have just had a look a look at Jamie Overton, and then you're not dropping anybody. Then you're not making your wholesale changes. You're just saying, look, the lad's poorly. We're winning two 0 Jimmy's forty. Ollie Robinson's done brilliantly. He's been poorly. We're going to have a look at at Overton. That would be the only one I would have questioned. But look, the two 0 up, and they've took twenty wickets both times. So no, I don't have an issue with the balance of the side. Moment of the day. There were obviously a few moments of the day. We've already mentioned Rayan Ahmed, but there was two moments in the field. Um, first off, Azar Ali. We've seen this mode of dismissal a few times now. Caught down the leg side. They, England had a leg slip in place, so they're bowling for this. This isn't, this isn't your customary, you know, strangle down the leg side kind of dismissal. Uh, it was uh, an identikit to the one that we saw in the second test, and we actually saw in the first test as well, where Ollie Pope put down a chance caught the chance some would say didn't in the second test but either way Ben Folks comfortably did just uh just get forward to dismiss uh, Azar Ali it just meant that England went in with Pakistan three down 117 for three they scored a few runs Pakistan but that wicket just checked them but the other bit of uh moment of the day for me was the dismissal of Barbara Azam because you know we've talked about how important he is we know that 78 not out he's a non-striker called through for a single and it was a bullet throw from uh, Harry Brook, but brilliant bit of fielding from Ben Folks. And really, Folks today, with those two moments, just uh, showing why it's so important to have your best wicketkeeper uh, playing for your team rather than carrying drinks. Yeah, hundred 100%. The, the guy is no question on his on his keeping ability. I think the, uh, the only question I've ever had was, uh, our bowlers don't bat. And while batters were always struggling before the before the summer, that's why we probably could have done with a little bit more runs at number seven. Um, he's keeping his his hands are ridiculous. His hand, it's like you. The the it's hard to put into words when you're obviously on the radio or the app. But when you're listening to a, a keeper, whenever you listen to a keeper, someone like Jack Russell or even Alex Stewart. Alex Stewart had great hands. He got better as his career went on. Apparently, it did Stewie because I only caught them at the back end. I played with, I played with a guy called Andrew Pratt at, at, at Durham. When you when you watch other wicketkeepers, 
the ball slapped into their hands. The noise was as like a slap into their hands. But the likes of Jack Russell and, uh, and Ben Folks, and I, I mentioned Pratty because he was probably as good a wicketkeeper Durham's had from a glove point of view. It's silent. It goes in and nobody hears anything. It just, it, it's like part of the fabric of the glove. It's like the Velcro part of the glove that just eases in nicely. And you look at the way that the way them the, the dismissals that you talked about, the one of Ollie Pope's, it was an effort going into the hands both times. One that he caught, well, one that he, he caught but was given, but would was not shouldn't have been out, and one that he dropped. You look at the way that the ball went in the hands from a visual point of view, it, it went in comfortably. There was no effort there from Ben Folks. You know, he caught it down leg side, so his left hand's going for the ball. His right hand was nowhere near it because he knew he had to clear the passage so he could bend his right knee so he could get as much movement elevation as possible to get him to the ball first and foremost and then to get his hand underneath the underneath his hand underneath the ball to get the ball to go into the gloves and he got all the other distractions out of the way so his right knee was out the way his left hand his right hand didn't even go towards the ball and it sort of came away from his body to give him that sort of more elevation to go at the ball and because of that he got his fingers under the ball and you look at Matt, you know, trying manufactured with your keepers that aren't natural. They'll go with two hands. They'll go with a whole body. The head and the feet don't work together. And I think because of that, that's where you, that's where the, the the sort of cream of the crop come to the top. And that's where Ben Folks showed. And again, you look at the the the, the pickup for the the run out. Yeah, he knew which hand was going to take the take the ball. To, to break the stumps. And the other the other parts of his body was well out the way. He was basically got himself in a position. You watch a good footballer, a good centre midfield player. He knows where he's going as the ball's coming to him. So his body position, his body shape opens him up and it goes in and comes out as quick as a flash. You watch Ben Folks, especially when he's doing runouts, he knows exactly where the ball, the trajectory of the ball's coming and he gets everything out the way and his body in a position so it rolls into the stumps to make sure he gets it, that split second goes in his favour, doesn't go in the batsman's favour. He's an excellent gloveman. There's no question whatsoever about his glove work. Um, some would argue that this sort of whole round package is is something that that's, that's always been questioned, but the gloves, nobody will ever question his gloves. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series 
in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Lol of the day. There was a, a lol moment of the day. It was uh, the dismissal of Mohamed Rizwan. 196 for four. Full toss from Joe Root. It kind of died on the, the batsman who continued with the shot. Soon as he'd hit it, he knew what had happened. Ben Stokes, the only player anywhere near mid-wicket, and it went straight to him. And you could not. I mean, that, all the England players, they were just absolutely creasing up. Um, but it just, that in itself just shows why this score, 304, you could just feel that Pakistan are kind of in the position that England have been at times, coming up against a team like Australia or something, where mm. you always feel like whatever you do, it's not quite enough. You know, and and that dismissal really just summed up how Pakistan have been against England in this series so far. Yeah, and it, it again when you when you look at it, John, you go on a positive frame of mind, in a positive manner. These little, this little one percenters, these little things go in your favour. They do, you know, the ball that the ball that's umpires call. How many times have we seen the Ashes umpires call go against England? Yeah. You know, things aren't going well. Exactly what you've just described there. Umpire's call. We get it in the summer. We got the umpire's call. And we got a filthy full toss. And Mohammed Rizwan could have hit that to Multan, never mind. Yeah, it was, he could have hit it anywhere he wanted. And he picked out the most athletic, the biggest bucket hands that you've got in the England team. And he put it straight down his throat. I'm not sure who was more embarrassed. Ben, ben Stokes for putting himself in that position. Joe Root for letting go on the ball. Or Mohammed Rizwan for actually hitting it. In that in that frame in that manner. So, look, it was a it was a comedy moment. Um, but I keep saying these things. If you keep being positive, if you keep sort of pushing the boundaries and putting the pressure on the opposition, and I mean pressure on the opposition at every point, whether you're whether you're in the field and you know you've got slips and you've got attacking fields, or you're in the or you've got the bat in your hand and you're going hard at it. More often than not, things will go your way because of the, the pressure that you're putting on the opposition who are probably not as a, in a positive frame of mind in, in what you are. If that if that ball had been bowled to Ben Stokes or to Joe Root, they would have belted it for six, the way England's mindset is at this minute in time. Mohamed Rizwan is one of the most positive players that there is in this Pakistan team. So what is going to happen tomorrow? Look, again, I'll come back to 304. One thing I'll say 304 is it's on the board. It's on the board, and this surface is not got any pace in it from a seam power's point of view whatsoever. You've got a, you've got a spinner that's turns the ball both ways in. Um, Abra Ahmed, who has got 11 wickets in the first te- in the second test in England, still don't think they understand how to play him yet. Um, and, oh... They're in the game. They're in the game. I still think England, a good day tomorrow and bat for the day like P- Pakistan have and England will go past Pakistan. But if if England, you know, gets stuck a little bit where the, and then they go for the big shot when it's not there, 
you know, Pakistan might still be in this game because I don't think it's going to be easy to, to score uh, when you first come in. And I think that, for me, when you get them sort of wickets and try and put uh, players want to be positive, and all of a sudden, if England get 304, it'll be largely down to one or two players going big, going 120, 140, 150. I don't see England with a positive mindset they've got having five players get 50 because I think if they got a hold on you, Pakistan, I think they could make they could make it very very difficult for England to, to for players to start. But if Root gets in, Hope gets in, Brooke gets in and starts flashing it and they're going everywhere and they're and they're putting pressure back on the Pakistan bowlers, then I, hopefully one of them will go big. And if they do, then they can get a lead. Okay. Well, we'll be back following uh, all the action. On day two in Karachi, the third test match, can England move closer to what would be the first ever whitewash over Pakistan in Pakistan? We shall see. Either way, thanks, Harvey. We'll be back on the following on podcast on Sunday. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 